August 9, 2021. It's the What for Pedro Show.
Watch for Pedro Show. Happy Monday. Start off the show with Mr. PC, John Coltrane. And uh, yeah, that PC stands for Paul Chambers. He's a pretty incredible bass man. And if John Coltrane writes you a song, I would. Yeah, I know Miles Davis wrote a song called John McLaughlin, but I would. <laughs> Still pretty happy. And then we had Travis Johns with Improvisation 073. And uh, because of those uh, software engineers in Estonia with their Skype invention, I have with me through the miracle of that kind of connect. Travis Johns, welcome aboard, brother. All right. Hey, Mike, thank you for having me. And uh, again, uh, the shout out to the uh, the Brutal Sound Effects crew for uh, putting in the connection. And uh, as I was saying, a uh, long-time listener, first-time caller, and uh, glad to actually be able to contribute. Yeah. Brutal sound effects crew for another connect. And uh, where are you talking to me from, Travis? Uh, I'm coming to you uh, loud and clear, hopefully, uh, from uh, the wonderful city of Ithaca, New York, uh, which oh, I Ithaca, believe they say it's right. uh, uh, centrally isolated. We're like five hours from just about everywhere. But uh, also, also, former home of Carl Sagan. That's true. That's true. Um, I believe his house uh, is still owned by his widow. It's uh, right by right by right by the Cornell campus, and uh, there's also the Carl Sagan Center that's actually just right down the block from my office, where they are uh, still continuing, you know, continuing the good work. Billions and billions of stars. <laughs> <laughs> billions and billions of work still to do too. Well, I want, you know, you don't went to school there. The bass player, What's Blue that? Oyster Cult, who went to Cornell and Ithaca and shit, he was on the show last year, uh, Joe Joe Bouchard from the Blue Oyster Cult, the, the bass oh, man. Oh, very, very nice. So, and I think the Plaster Men, we're going to play some of that a little later. But uh, they're from Ithaca, too. And, uh, but let's talk about your journey through music. Please bring your earliest musical recollection. All right, let's see. Earliest musical recollection. I would say not necessarily a memory, memory so much, but possibly actually a melody. Um, for whatever reason, so I didn't grow up in Ithaca. I grew up in uh, the Hudson Valley at a time before the Internet, before it was the place where people moved up from the city and all of that. So small town, farm town, really, you know, quiet, sleepy, whatever. Uh, my parents were big into the American folk movement. So my mom played the uh, the Appalachian Mountain Dulcimer, and that was actually the first uh, – first and only instrument that was in the house for a good couple of years and it was uh, just this melody part in my terrible singing it's da 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 and just loop on repeat on repeat just you know nice old folky melody or whatever so that was that was the first uh musical memory of mine was just this melody that was her playing it not you right 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 i mean can i ask you travis did you ever fucking jump on that dulcimer uh, you know, every once in a while. I mean, I guess that's the thing with the dulcimer is it translates to, you know, nice sounding, sweet sounding, whatever. I mean, you know, you can plunk away on it and whatever you do sounds good. So I did every once in a while. But really, for me, you know, like for my own, I guess, musical exploration, whatever, didn't actually pick up an instrument that I could call my own or whatever till I was probably eight or nine years old, if you believe it. Dulcimer and zither. What's the difference? Oh, you know, it depends on uh, depends on the type. You know, not 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 to flex the ethnomusicology hat or whatever. You know, so there's the Appalachian Mountain dulcimer, which is a fretted instrument. Then there's also dulcimers, you know, from from Iran, which is more actually zither based. In which case, it's the hammer dulcimer. In which case, 
Depends on whether or not there's movable bridges, but I, I could be wrong when it comes to the actual you instrument. Know what, you know what I'm thinking of, Travis. What's up? You know what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I know what you're thinking of. I know what you're Harry thinking of. Like, Harry Lyle. Harry right, Lyle. Right, right. Huh? The third man. Mr. Gotcha. Wells. Right. I mean, that they don't bury that motherfucker. It's loud in that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And I guess Mr. Wells just found a guy playing at a cafe or say, hey, you want to be in the movie? So I, I, that, that fucking Ferris wheel is still there. I played a gig right next to it. You know, it's got the, the, the cars are like little fucking houses. <laughs> nice. Anyway, anyway. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you didn't play an instrument until eight or nine, but okay. What record did, uh, first record you bought with your own money, Travis? Oh, with my own money. Uh, you know, I had to think long and hard about that one. And, uh, finally came to, uh, finally came to the answer, you know, the definitive answer here. Uh, I think that had been, uh, REM's out of time. Okay. Where it was the type of thing where family, we went on some, you know, we went on a trip on a vacation. It was the type of thing. It's like, you know, here's here's your money. You can buy anything you want with it. And it's just, you know, long car trip. I think we we're going to Disney. So like three days in the car going down. And, you know, this was 91. So basically the radio was nothing but I think just losing my religion. And then and, and then what is it under the bridge or whatever. And it's just like, OK, well, what do you want to buy? I said, well, I want to buy one of those two tapes. So the songs are good or whatever. Uh, and of course, you know, we go to the Sam Goody or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, if given the choice between, you know, those those nice clean cut REM boys or or the 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 the, the red hot chili peppers with the hair and the tongues and the parental advisory. And, you know, the, at that time, what in the 90s, everybody was saying, it's like, oh, every every, you know, it's like, oh, there's there's Satan worshipers and they're, they're going to turn your child to the devil and all that. You know, it's, it's just uh, just I think they're like, here, let's let's get you this tape. So, uh yeah, it was it was REM's out of time. Pretty sure about Losing that. Losing my religion. I think Pete Buck is rocking the mandolin. Yes, it is. So maybe yes, the folk, maybe the folk connect with your folks. Maybe I'm, I'm I'm sure if given the choice between listening to that or listening to uh to to you know to Blood Sugar Sex Magic on the on the drive back when you know with with a, an eight year old and a five year old in the car or whatever probably they made the right choice so. And first gig you went so. First gig I went to saw. Okay, um, first gig I was taken to. Uh, I think that had been probably around the same time, eighty nine to ninety one or whatever. Newport Folk Festival to see the Indigo Girls. Oh wow! That, I mean, there's yeah, a lot of history. Uh, first, with, a lot first of history gig I had with, uh, a lot of history with the Newport Folk Festival. A little bit, a little bit. Um, then the first gig I had a choice to see. That was until years later, and it was uh, one of those uh, one of those touring festivals. Uh, I think it was uh, the Horde tour. I think it was uh, where it was. Uh, let's see, the headliners for that one were Neil Young and Crazy Horse, uh, Beck, Primus, and uh, oh, who else was there that day? So I think Soul Coughing, but uh, I think there was not a, bad for yeah, now. Not bad for an afternoon. In, uh, he lives in Memphis now. Uh, Actually, there was what I'm thinking of is the Newport Jazz. But there's there's footage of John Coltrane. What was last stuff at playing without sound? He's just going for it, and there's like only about ten, fifteen people at the front of the stage looking at him. Holy smokes! Yeah, it's the most mind blowing. It's like an old super egg. Look, let me ask you about school. Were you in the marching band or the choir or shit like that? Oh, I was. I was in it all. I don't know if it was, you know, I was passionate about being it, but like that was that was what you did. So I was in the marching band. I played a uh, played bass drum in the marching band. Oh wow! Uh, let's see. Wasn't in the choir. Um, you know, for, for whatever reason, had it. You know, probably starting in maybe fifth, sixth grade or whatever. So it's like, it's like uh, self conscious about singing or whatever. Um, was no, but I'm wondering about band. I'm wondering about the fucking bass drum. 
did you ever think about trap shit? Uh, I did, and that's how I got tricked into playing guitar and then bass. Was the trap set? Yeah, I mean, you know, it was the type of thing, and you know, I I, I got to respect my parents for uh for for tricking me on this. They're saying, you know, it was, you know, every, every kid gets to the point where they're like, hey, you know, I I want a drum set, and they 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 looked like, well, all right, if you learn to either play piano or guitar, we'll get you a drum set. And I chose, oh, yeah, old, I chose guitar, and so old, like it was. A, it's the old bait oh. and switch. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I chose guitar, and like they took me to to, to a music store, and like you know, and, like picked out. It's like, all right, what's what's a nice guitar? And I ended up with a a nice classical. I actually still have it, you know, like you know, you know, still still floating around. And uh, but you know, big flat fretboard is the type of thing. And I think I was maybe ten or so at the time. And it's like, all right, first lesson here's a G chord, and like trying to stretch my tiny fingers to. It's like, is it supposed to hurt to play? So uh, then you know. Didn't ever get the drum set, but yeah, played bass in the marching or bass drum in the marching band largely because uh, so I played trumpet originally, and then in middle school switched to the bass. Uh, and you know you can't really necessarily march with a string bass, so uh, you know it's the type of things like you there string player, you're in percussion now. So that's that's or, how I ended up. Or you could have got the sousaphone. Or the sousaphone, or the sousaphone. Yeah. I mean, big thing was the reason I switched to the bass is because uh, when I was in seventh grade, I, I chipped a tooth and went from like you know like you know, decent playing first chair to, to like the, the okay, like you, you no longer have the armature. So it's like, all right, well, if I'm going to keep on going to like, you know, first chair, second chair, third chair, fourth chair, it's like, I'll just switch to a different instrument. And that, that's now, how I ended say, up. When the, you say yeah, bass, yeah. you meant kick drum because there is a baritone horn. There's the fucking bone. There's a lot of stuff living in the bass clef. Yeah, there is. No, I, I talk about four strings, you know, big old plywood doghouse. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, now that shit would be ca- hard to carry around. <laughs> Mark Just a little. Switch. But uh, people play them in the classical, in the jazz, you know. I, I just ask about school because some pro, uh, some get rid of their programs altogether. So yeah. that's what from what I know, from what I know, just uh, where I went to school, they, they still have a music program. I think, like, right after I left school, they even actually built, like, you know, an actual auditorium and all of that and brought in an orchestra program like an official orchestra program okay. before that it was just you know you had it was gym class and band class in the same room where like you know they had the cafetorium or whatever where it's just like yep yeah, that's that's the stage but also here's the gym but watch out for the balls but you know what would they call it? Uh, here in pedro pedro high it was uh assembly hall or some shit gotcha 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 because it was built in the 30s right art deco pad i, I want to play here something you uh sent me called improvisation one one three
Time. 
Hello there. Hi. How are you? Great. You. I'm okay. That's good. Are you good? Yes, I am good. I just said I was. No, you didn't. I said I was. So you are a robot? No, my name is Cleverbot. Yes, you are a robot and your name is Cleverbot. I am a robot. Yes, I know. We are the robots. I'm not a robot. I'm a unicorn. But you said earlier that you were a robot. I did not. I thought you did. You were mistaken. Which is odd, since memory shouldn't be a problem for you. I've answered all your questions. No, you haven't. What is God in you? Not everything. Not everything could also be something. For example, not everything could be half of something, which is still something, and therefore not nothing. Very good. I would like to imagine it is. Do you believe in God? Yes, I do. So you question? No, I am not. That does not make sense. Don't you want to have a body? Sure. Or if what? Forever. 
Start off with Improvisation 113, Travis Johns. Then we had Bronze Age UFO with uh, Part A3 of the uh, Volume 2 of Lagoon Monster Rubber Mass out of Baltimore. Brand new from Akron, Ohio, Golems of the Red Planet with Hadriel. Angel name, I think. And Vuce, huh? Flood. After that with Rina out of Holland. But I think the songwriter band's from Chile. Sons of Willems featuring Philip Sianic Unthinking. Plasterman after that. Dark Disco. They're they're the Ithaca band. Brett Netson preaching to the choir. You're a meanie featuring the arguing chatbots. For Bombus Preden. Prendon, sorry, fuck. Gotta play him every week. I should have that. Benol out of Ohio. Also, but I think maybe Columbus. Softer Forever. And finally, Travis Johns with another improvisation. This one, 006. Okay. So after school, not graduation, but still going to school, but afternoon. Do you do the bedroom band, the garage band, the basement band? Because you're telling me a classical guitar, that don't seem like a rock and roll instrument with your buddies after in the afternoon, right? Oh, not so much, not so much. So, you know, I I didn't really. Uh, you know, like no, it's I said, okay, that's why time, I ask I mean, people about this, because there's all different ways to do it, but a lot of dudes do do that. I mean, so... Played classical guitar, started on classical guitar, and then, uh, you know, it was just the type of thing, like, bought bought an electric bass out of an upperclassman's, uh, like, trunk of their car when I was in, like, eighth or ninth oh, grade. No, or no, no, I'm, I'm a little prejudiced this way. Now, Thinking, now, where, you know, you everybody, get... every band needs a bassist. Issue is, in a small town, like, there wasn't enough people with enough interest together to actually get a band together until much later. So you want to uh, so... go and buy one yourself. Mm-hmm. God, I don't even remember. It was it was cheap too. It was this uh oh, it was a Washburn B two, which is the pointiest headstock on the planet. I mean, like you know, kind of like eighties precision type thing. But I mean, like, like a headstock hockey stick. A... What's up? Like a hockey stick. Oh, sharper than a hockey stick. Well, what was that name of that company? Jackson or something? Kramer. Oh, one of those. Was it Jackson? Was it Kramer? I, for, I forget yeah, the yeah. one. Yeah, like very like you know like eighties eighties. <laughs> oh man, that thing had the highest action on it. I mean, we're talking like 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 J Mascus high stick, action. You like could stick high. Your, no, James Jamerson, you could stick your head between the fretboard and the strings. Uh, yeah, yeah. What is it? He never changed <laughs> the strings either, right? Now you're yeah, and I just heard your belly aching about making a G chord. This must have kicked your fucking ass. <laughs> you know, it was it was a workout, and you know. It was, it was the type of thing. It's like, all right, you know, every band needs a bass player. Like, I'm going to get this. Going right, to try to right, be in a right. band and practice and rehearse and play and everything. And then nothing. I ended up making really good friends with a four track tape recorder. And you know, that, I mean, nobody I mean, just, nobody just, wanted yeah. you in their band. Uh, you know, I don't want to say it was unpopular. I think it was just kind of a lack of population. Just kind of oh, a lack of band mentality. It was a situation. It was a circumstance. Right, 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 right. Okay. You know, 
So, I mean, but yeah, no, that bass gave me such a workout. It was finally got to the point where, like, you know, I was working the summer job. Like, I think I was maybe 15 or 16 or whatever. And finally, like, had enough stays saved up, went to the music store and bought me a Fender Jazz bass. And just the difference, like, night and day is like, holy, holy shit. Oh, I can so play you, this you buy a second bass. Oh. Now, was this second bass after you bought that four track or before? Uh, let's see. That was a... Uh, Right before, right before. Because I got the suspicion the four track ends up being like an instrument for you since you're man alone. Oh, very much so. Very, very much so. I mean, I would say, I mean, the four track is the thing that got me into college, so. Yeah, but like, listen to this music you sent me. I think this might have, you know, bore some responsibility for that development, <laughs> maybe. No, um, most most definitely. The, th the idea of putting sound on sound and since you can't do the ensemble thing because you ain't got ensemble members, so you start piling up your own sounds on top of each other, right? Exactly. You know, if you have nothing but time, you know, just, just you know, like you have the tape machine in, in, in your parents' base. And before the four-track, actually, a lot of what I was doing when I was recording, too, was an old reel-to-reel -reel answering machine. So you had that loop, you know? Sure. That'd be the type of thing where, like, you know, do the loop and then record it and then, like, make another one and record it and just kind of stacking it between that and a cassette deck. I mean, very very kind of just analog basement whatever and then you know it's like wait i can i can actually do sound on sound four track thing like that was that was definitely the eye-opening moment and so. the sounds that you record are they all coming from the bass or from the other shit too um other shit too i mean i think you know somewhere there has to be cassettes of this stuff left over but i mean i, I remember at one point it was really into the sound of springs so like the type of thing like you know put a put a spring on just you know just just on on a drum head or whatever and just get that really nice kind of like reverby sound like you know yeah. big thunder drum type things. I mean you got into some like real real you know sound effectsy type stuff and go figure. Years later I move out to the bay and find all the uh, all the custom noise musicians and it's like I I'm home. <laughs> so Jake Rodriguez called it the costume noise scene, and I like that. He was on the show a few months ago. And I never heard that description, but that that's because <laughs> I did you know, a gig. It's... I did a gig with one of the members of the Brutal Sound Effects crew, and he before we went on stage, he put me in this costume and had me play this fucking <laughs> bass that was like a big twenty foot rod with a string on it. <laughs> I know that rod very well. Okay. God damn, was that hard to play. <laughs> Not that rod, but another one would be the type of thing where, you know, years later in the Bay, like, you know, I, think, I mean, it, later on in my whole musical path, I get into actually learning electronics and making my own synths and pedals and everything. Number of times where I'd be at one of those gigs, and next thing you know, there's an instrument being shoved in my hand, being like, hey, can you fix this right now? It's like, you're playing. <laughs> sure, yeah, I'll open this thing up, put me on the spot. So, but... so, so, so Travis, I got to ask you, how do you make it from upstate New York to the Bay? Uh, how do I make it from upstate New York to the Bay? Um, partially by way of uh, doing my undergraduate. So I did my undergraduate at Oberlin in Ohio. Um, ah, there's the program. A, it's a technology and music and related arts. Oberlin, so it's a cool program because it's. I, I should yeah. uh, I should enlighten the listeners to Oberlin being a small private school that focuses on music. Mm -hmm. You know who graduated from there? Greg Sarnier from Deerhoof. Oh, I know it very well. He also. If it, also, he graduated from Mills out in the Bay, too, so That's I actually right. have the same degree. Which is so. another bitch in school that I heard might fucking get closed, but also might get saved, too. 
You know, last I heard it, it got saved. Oh, um, they create, they found some way of creating some affiliation with, I think, Northeastern and, uh, in, in, in Chicago, where now right. it's going to be Mills College and Northeastern University or whatever. Okay. So they're keeping the campus, they're keeping the programs. Everybody gets to keep their jobs. Hallelujah. So, uh, that's great you know, news. or at least that's, that's last I heard. News. So, so you, you now, 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 uh, we got to tell people Oberlin is like near Cleveland and Ohio. So that's not all the way to the Bay. <laughs> No, it's not all the way to the bay at all. No, the, you know, it, it's it's kind of crazy or whatever, but like, you know, it was always, I guess, two ways I ended up in the bay. First was like, so I, I grew up, I mean, the town I grew up, I guess, biggest kind of most known town I grew up in or near was uh, Woodstock, New York. So there's always kind of like this like kind of, you know, hippie 60s type thing, tie dye, whatever, whatever. So, of course, San Francisco isn't that much of a leap. Uh, other oh, thing yeah, that yeah, happened, like, right. you know, kind of got me into the whole like, you know, what California, whatever is, if you believe it, uh. It was right when I was kind of, you know, right about to graduate. Uh, you actually played in Oberlin and just That's ended right. up sitting down and talking to you. Times, times. You sold me on California. What can I say? Okay. Blame Watt. Blame Watt, exactly. <laughs> and and, and by the way, I, uh, Woodstock, I think uh, that's the last place Levon Helm, drummer man from uh, Arkansas, ended up. And in fact, I think his, his widow ended up with one of the Steely Dan's. So One of the steely dance. Uh, Donald Fagan. I, so there's, uh, yeah, a little Woodstock drama. <laughs> gotcha. No, I mean, it's, it's interesting, you know, like thinking about like when I, I mean, when I, when I left my hometown, it's just like, I, there's nothing going on here. I just got to get out of here, like find the world, see the world, whatever. And then, you know, as I travel, I find out just all the people who you know are like just there? living in. You know who's got a so, studio there? Who's there? Tony Visconti. And I saw a picture of him playing a Watt plow. The guy who produced, right? Hunky Dory and. Shit like no, Woodstock has a huge, huge, huge Bear, studio. Bear, Bearsville, um, Tom yeah, Bearsville Studio, yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Look, we're at the end of the first hour, August 9, 2021. Special guest Travis Johns. Hold tight for our two. And also, I mean, not just not just on the rock side, but also, I mean, like you know, straight up coming like composers would be the type of thing like when I was doing my masters at Mills, where I'd be like, oh, you're 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 from the Hudson Valley, like you know, you know, Pauline Oliveros lives there, Marion Amateur lives there, Joe McPhee oh. lives there. It's yeah, and maybe Paul Blay and stuff. Well, maybe that was a little more west, uh, Cherry Valley, right where uh, Mr. Ginsburg had that barn. Look, August 9, 2021, it's the second hour of the Lot for Pedro show.
Watch for Pedro Show. We start off the second hour, well, with some spiel, but then uh, Improvisation 009, Travis Johns, King Champion sounds brand new out of Holland. I am a horse. And then Plus Horse and Suitcase. M, uh, no, F.org? Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, suitcase M? Did I fuck up the name of the title? How, how's it? Uh, I think the M might be a typo, but at least okay, there's a plush okay. horse in a suitcase. <laughs> yeah, the future belongs to you, Fisher. Thank you so much. Okay, I, I will correct that. Okay, plush horse in <laughs> suitcase, F.org. Now, uh, so we're talking about, so you you, you, you did take music uh, past uh, high school and all that shit. You got into higher education, Oberlin, incredible music school. You know, and, and Greg Sardier didn't just... Not just uh, drums, right? He composition, Gregorian chants. He told me all kinds of shit he learned there. Then you go to the Bay to go to Mills. What, what's your take on higher education and music? Uh, you know, how can I how can I say this nicely? Considering I, I still work in higher education, um, are we talking about just higher education for music? Or are we talking higher education in general? You know what? I think I think the experience is probably different for everybody so what about in your case uh my case you know i feel like the, the oberlin mills thing like kind of balanced each other out like oberlin was i mean it, it's super intense it's super theory it's super skills it's super ear training and like you know i didn't really come from that and like there's a lot of people who definitely did like you know they've been playing the piano they've been playing bach or whatever ever since they were four years old and this is just a natural kind of continuation so for me, it was a real kick in the pants, you know, along the lines of like kind of getting up to where I needed to be, like really regimented, like, you know, just, you know, how do we how do we get to the point where you're learning about, you know, just just chords and versions and scales and structures and all of that. And then I get to Mills and that place, I mean, it's it's the exact opposite. At that point, it's it's about the actual kind of exploration and sound and critical, you know, critical thinking, critical listening. I mean, the, the, the two programs, I mean, not 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 to sell it or whatever, they definitely complement each other fairly well. So. You know, I, I think I kind of came out with at least kind of a, a well-balanced approach to everything. Okay. At the same time, I mean, you know, pedagogically, yeah. you know, the issue is that it all kind of came from this very Western lens. You know, it's just, you know, music came from Europe. You played Bach and it got weird from there. But, you know, at the same time, at this point, you know, 2021, we have to acknowledge music came from everywhere historically. I mean, every place has a tradition. And how can you actually acknowledge and honor and also build on that academically from anybody's background because that's really what is i guess the biggest issue in education at least music education i'm thinking of right now is how can you honor everybody's story without having to just be from this one particular well, you're, you're concerning institutions and i'll tell you two things i believe institutions can provide pretty good is yeah people other students as far as resources and then resources like a beluga, right? <laughs> Where can a young man with not a lot of money go and fucking jump on a beluga? So, exactly. Time so, and space. Yeah. So that, that that thing about having people that are excited about music being around you, hopefully, and then having resources because you're Kano, and but you you're an artist uh, hankering. So that's where I see, and I see them more as like launch pads and uh, springboards, you know, and, instead of a, a means to, of course, like you say, you're still involved with higher education, so they produced, a te these teachers produced another teacher, but so what? I mean, we need teachers. Exactly, and you know, especially now, I mean, you know, oh, my daughter's about to go into second grade, and like that, that's exactly it, like looking in, it's like, you know, like 
who who could it possibly be who can actually set this kid on the road to like actually excel and do something great? So you know, it's part of the path. Whether you're a teacher in school or just in general, I mean, you know, it's just you know, how can you share your experience to actually produce mindful, meaningful, great kids doing awesome stuff? Right now, the other side of that is the big joke about the Thelonious Monk contest. Right? Thelonious Monk would have never won the Thelonious Monk contest because the rules are always based on yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the dilemma, right? Maybe not as intense exactly. as the fer- Fermi dilemma but or paradox, but kind of like that. A little bit. <laughs> That's a little about alien intelligence. But the, but the same idea. How do you teach how to break rules in order to, you know, come up with Tomorrow. Yeah, that's exactly. A, that is a trip. You got to be aware of the rules, but at the same time, you also right. have to aware be aware that there's so many rules from so many places that right. you know sometimes it's just a matter. Of, I was aware of this, but not that. So many places, but that's what you were saying that music just doesn't come from the West. So no. I think if you got that kind of understand, maybe you're on the right path a little bit. Really interesting. Look, what's this project you got called Satellite? Satellite. Uh, so. There was two projects that I was doing when I was at Mills. There was uh, the Pink Canoes, which was uh, started as a guitar quintet, even though one of uh, the guitars was saxophone-shaped, which was very much the, the loud, in-your-face, improv noise band or whatever. And then Satellite was uh, started as a trio, then it ended in, well, I guess it's, it was kind of duo, trio, whatever, uh, between myself, uh, Goodmunderstanding Gunnarsson, who's an Icelandic composer who plays guitar, and then Liz Meredith, who's out of Baltimore, who plays uh, uh, viola. And the whole thought was, and the whole premise of it was, uh, Let's play our instruments, so bass, viola, and guitar, but let's do it in such a way where none of us are playing any type of traditional technique. So all extended technique, all kind of percussions, percussive sounds. I got right up here, satellite with zero, zero, one.
Watch for Pedro Show, yeah. Satellite 001 and run up punks from Head Boggle and Ridges. Satellite. Now, now we're talking about titles, people, and, and Travis had some uh, uh, clever insights on this. Brain, please. All right. Uh, where to begin with the titles? I mean, I guess. So as we're going through like some of my stuff, like you know, I'm saying it's improvisation four, improv- improvisation six, seventy three, what have you, you know, or with the satellite stuff is number one. I mean, as as what I were talking about, it's you know, especially with instrumental music, titles have you know, words have power, and you know, if if you're sitting down, if you're working, you know, with a theme, even if it's just improv improvisation, like this is my improvisation on this, this is my meditation on this, this is my theory on that or whatever, you know, sit down and go for it, just just lay it all out. With a lot of the stuff that we were doing, I mean, it's just it's like, hey, let's get together and play. All right, this this is number one. This is number two. Or with the, the 300 improvisations or whatever, this is number 296. It's just, you know, for those, it was more just like the goal wasn't to, to, to find a theme. It was to think, like, can I record 300 one-minute improvisations? So I guess that's, that's I guess, how I'm catalog- cataloging it. Kind of put, uh, you know, uh, put a title on, I'll put a title, but. You know, I think it has to be from, you know, where you're coming from, not uh, Yeah, yeah, like it's right there. You're kind of labeling it for a document instead of like prepping the listener for some kind of, I don't know, context. Gotcha. Maybe, I mean, maybe, case maybe. in point, like, you know, the F.org, uh, the, the plush horse in the suitcase. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, that, that was about a plush horse in a suitcase. It was it was improvised, but the story behind it was so... Uh, uh, that's uh, myself and uh, and uh, and a cellist uh, who lives in Costa Rica, but uh, from Canada previously, from before that, uh, from 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 Eastern Europe. But uh, Alex Katona, the type of thing where it was uh, so his 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 daughter, like you know, we were doing a bunch of shows in the Bay Area. He flew up. His daughter put you know a stuffed horse in the suitcase. Like you know, it's like all right, this this horse is going to take care of you. So like we were talking about, it's like all right, well let's let's have this track be about that horse in the suitcase. It's like cool. Okay, because it was named before. Right, right. Or it's no, like that, no, that was kind of the trip. conversation. Is, no, yeah. That's a trip because Watt has to start off with titles and everybody asks, they always put on titles last. So I got a little kindred spirit with you and your partner there. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it happens. Other yeah, times it's sometimes. like, well, what was that? So Okay, okay. It's all across the board. With Watt, I always need the title first or I got no fucking anchor for focus. We're at the end of the <laughs> second hour, August 9, 2021 edition. Watt, Peter, special guest, Travis Johns. Hold tight for Act 3. August 9, 2021. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
Come on, come on. 
equal resistance. Was this part of the same thing with your, when your buddy came up with the plush horse? Different time, different time. So the first time that he came up was uh, 2016, and we did the Bay Area and just kind of just around in that area. Uh, this had been uh, this would be oh I think that was happening in like March 2017 on the East Coast. So at that time I was living in Baltimore and uh, just just so flew into Baltimore and I mean. You know, it was right after the inauguration. Everything was just super dark. I mean, trying to tour at that time, it was just like everybody, everything was just bleak and gray and just kind of this like oppressive, like what is happening vibe. So, uh, and it definitely affected our, our, our music. And that was one of the things we were saying in the car. It's just like, you know, like just our sheer existence alone and the fact that we're traveling playing this music is, is, is resistance in and of itself. So that's, that's kind of where that came from. We were talking 2016. Uh, this is 2017, so this is after the inauguration. So 2016 is, you know, all, all happy, well, and good, and then 2017 is, wow, what just happened? So my mistake, my mistake. No worries. Okay, uh, yeah, God. Well, we, we kind of puked up that hairball, hopefully. Oh, <laughs> okay, I hope so. Right, right. I hope so. Who, who knows? We actually... I so know, we just, I know, uh, who knows? No, I think Mr. Yeah, yeah, Harrison... Yeah. Mr. No, I was just, tomorrow, I was just actually knows. down... In, yeah, I was just down in Costa Rica a couple weeks back, and we just recorded a couple more tracks. So, uh, uh, ah, so it's an ongoing concern but, then. Okay, great. Exactly. So we'll see how those how those turn out once we actually get to mixing yeah, them. Yeah. So. What if the environment changed? If it's Costa Rica, not the U.S. Uh, what about it? With the setting, the environment. Uh, I mean, so I mean, great place. My wife is actually Costa Rican, which is you know my connection to it. Uh, we met down there in 2003. Uh, the environment, I mean, you know, it's a small country at the same time, no army. So all what would have been, you know, spent on defense and military and all of that instead isn't spent on medicine and culture and arts and all of that. So, you know, great projects, enthusiastic people. When I was uh, living down there for a second in uh, 20, 2011 to 2013, uh, really just a great indigenous or just, just local indie scene, uh, then it was springing up and, now a lot of I guess there's this I mean a huge kind of bedroom pop ambient thing going on and couple couple holdouts doing doing free jazz and kind of experimental psychedelic and all that fun stuff so it's a it's pretty happening all said I got some buddies who go down there to surf and stuff so I know a little bit but I've never been myself one time I would like to oh I recommend it and uh, you know feel free to reach out if you want to know the spots or whatever and we'll, we'll we'll make sure we take care of you or whatever so. <laughs> Now you tell us talking about pink canoes. I want to play some of that. Go for it.
Watt from Pedro Show. Last music for this edition. Pete Canoes with A Turtle. Then Derek Moneypenny with Unjust Intonation Part 2. Should have been the other part, but I got them out of order. Sorry. Pop, you fuck up a two-car cracker funeral. <laughs> Sorry, Pop. Pete Canoes filing with Evocation. And is Pete Canoes an ongoing concern? Um... I think at this point we've all kind of drifted apart. Like uh, we formed, uh, we formed what is in two thousand five. We probably were together until about two thousand eleven or so. And what? And what, what? Is it geographical distance? You mean apart? Um, at this point, at this point, yeah. So like the the core quintet or whatever when it first started out, it was uh, me, Ava Mendoza, Zach Watkins, Aaron Shelton, and Noah Phillips. Are you talking the guitar and, you know, We were lady? all in the bay. We were all in school. Are you talking Let's the see, guitar think, lady, Ava Mendoza? Yep. She's incredible. Yeah, she's been on the show. I got introduced to her by Devin Hoff, a stand-up bass man. All right. Okay. But, uh, you know, I know Ava's in New York. Uh, Aram's right, in Brooklyn. Uh, I got to do uh, Stooges Funhouse with her. Right, right, right. Getta's band. She's, uh, yeah, and still kicking like Cato, man. A very... Big hustler. She just Very did much something so. with uh, And then I think, what is it? William, Zach and Noah are still in the Bay. Aram's in Europe. So, you know, we we all split. William so. Parker. She just did an album with William Parker. He's an incredible bass man. Look, I asked that, Travis, because of internet. I mean, yeah, you can spread a lot of lies and bullshit with the internet. But you can also trade files and make that geographic uh, challenge disappear a little bit. No, you know, could could be worth a shot reaching out. But, uh, have you, you know, done that? the question is, is you know, can I can I blame Watt against like, hey, Watt said we should do this. But yeah. no, but have you done that? Not uh, with these particular just, people, but trading files. Uh, not with them so much. But, uh, you know, every once in a while it does come up with a remote uh, with, you know, with the remote collabs. So I think, uh, for instance, uh, one thing I put out just uh, last year during the lockdown did uh, did a dual uh, two bass record with uh, me and Jorge Bachman, who was on your show a couple weeks back. Yeah, so. great cat. Oh yeah, great cat. Uh, yeah, uh, Colombian, right? Yeah, I mean San Francisco, but also yeah, Colombia. But yeah. you know, yeah, 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 yeah. through his journey, and he he's been all over the fucking places, Switzerland, and all. A mm -hmm. really, really interesting cat. I, I enjoyed having him on big time. Another connect via the brutal sound effects. Uh, crew, yeah, beautiful. And you both, both you guys play bass, right? Okay, okay. And, and 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 you know, I noticed some of your improvs had some bass guitar there, and it sounds like maybe some fuzz tone, but not not a lot of effects. No, um, you know, so like I build pedals and synths and all of that stuff. So like a lot of like you know any of the effects that I'm using are ones that are kind of ones that I built myself. But a lot of it, as I realized, is just like as I play it, it's just like, you know, most of the stuff I can do, I can do with my fingers. So, you know, every once in a while you accentuate. But other than that, it's just, you know, try to try to keep it, you know, just, you know, right hand, left hand <laughs> as much as you can. Well, do you get on the bass often? Uh, more often than not. I mean, that's probably something I should have been doing the entire, you know, in my entire career or whatever. But kind of, you know, I feel like I kind of hid behind synthesizers and effects for a second. But uh with a, I mean, before the lockdown, decided it's like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna record a, a record of just solo bass and and that's it and did that and you know that was that was you know part one of the lockdown and did that until actually uh, uh, my the, the head of my amplifier died so it's like all right amp's dead I'm done so side one's gonna be just nothing but uh, I'm using just a, what is it a buffer and a, and and a compressor 
everything else is just, you know, acoustic done with like, you know, preparations of my fingers. And then side two is just the heaviest effects you could possibly think. So like very much so an A side, B side, electronic and acoustic type thing. So Travis, I'm thinking of bass in the funk world on a fucking synthesizer. Some of that fat funky worm thing. You ever try mm -hmm. that? Uh, bass synth or synth yeah, on a bass? Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> I don't know if it doesn't matter <laughs> which uh, order they come in. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure to some person, you know, some people it would, but uh, have I tried that? Yeah. Uh, I think I've, I've gone down that path every once in a I'm while. I'm not but, talking uh, about that big legato, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Because it, it might be, you know, I've heard it. Well, the Chaka Khan, right, Rufus? That's a pretty good mm. fucking, there might be a bass guitar going along with that. But, I mean... You know, the left hand of the piano, you were talking about Mr. Bach with the organ and, and like all the Western harmony comes out of there. Uh, we had uh, a cat on the show just a couple episodes ago and like we were talking about uh, when you're a kid, oh yeah, the bass is a four string guitar. But what about this idea where it's a four string drum set? You know, it's it's all that you want it to be. Okay, I mean, it could be okay. anything, really, you know? Thank you for that permission, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. And, you know, with, with regard to the synth-based no, question, but, let's face it, we're all guilty of that. that so, no, but yeah, that was a I've, test. I've gone there. I just haven't recorded it, so. Travis, that was a test to show no. that you could be with lots of academia and still have an open mind because somebody coming from high on up, especially with a hierarchy world, would said, no, this is the way, and you said, no, whatever. Dig that. Exactly. Thank you so much, brother. <laughs> you know, an open mind is the key to survival, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the kind of people I think we need in academia. Thank you so much for being on the show. I mean, really, really. And, and when you get more stuff done, whether it's on the bass or bass clef or whatever, just musical period, please come back on. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. This has been, you know, highlight of you know highlight of the week but then again it's only monday but you know highlight of the summer <laughs> all of <it>, so <laughs> who knows what the rest of the week holds so you're an honest man travis thank you so much people it's been august 9 2021 fish and walk pedro show keep your powder right